Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldron from Evangelism in Australia. Welcome to our Summer Hits program and thank you for listening to the show in 2023. Welcome today if you're new. I want to extend my deepest gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in, shared your thoughts and made this podcast a part of your journey in 2023. The Summer Hits program is the top five episodes of 2023. They are the episodes that resonated with you the most. Enjoy our summer hits. This is number two. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism podcast. My name's Tina Waldron from Evangelism in Australia. Today I've got a great conversation with you. I'm speaking to Vicki Simpson, who's currently in Western Australia, and Vicki is a prophet. We're going to talk about that, but we're talking about what's on her heart at the moment, which is let my people go. The Lord, Holy Spirit speaking to her saying, let my people go, a great message for the church right now. Welcome to you, Vicki. Thank you, Tina. Nice to be with you. Great to have you along, and I have followed you over many years now and really appreciate your prophetic ministry in Australia and to the wider body overseas, but I've heard you in Australia. Tell me a little bit about that. What even is a prophet? What is a prophet? Well, I think we'll, we'll, we'll just say quite simply is someone who is in the body of Christ to help people hear more clearly. That's our equipping role. People tend to compare us to the Old Testament prophet who was God's sole voice on earth to people. But that's not the case now in the New Testament because John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. So all of us can hear the voice of God. But I believe we are appointed as per Ephesians 4 to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So releasing revelation. I say we're like spiritual pseudofed. We clear the airways so people can hear more clearly for themselves. Yeah. So there's a clarity, would you say, when someone is a prophet that brings a message, it kind of brings clarity to what God may be saying. hundred percent. I'm glad you just made that distinction, like what God is saying. So for comparison's sake, you know, a, a, a teacher will bring what God has said, like the logos of the word, but a prophet is bringing what God is saying now. And yes, bringing clarity, bringing those aha moments, encouragement, and to connect with Jesus. Most importantly, I should have put that first, to develop their relationship with the Lord. Yeah, fantastic. So I love the fact that you are on our show that's all about outreach and evangelism. And we spoke briefly and the thing that was on your heart was you felt the Lord is saying at the moment to the church, let my people go. So that's a reference back to Exodus and also I think the go from the Great Commission. How did you interpret that and um, what did you feel the Lord was saying when those words you know, came to your, to your heart, to your mind? Yeah, well, it, it came, I'm, I'm actually preparing at the moment for a conference and the theme of that conference is go and um and to be honest i generally don't like speaking to theme i like to come with what's kind of burning in my heart but as i was praying into it the lord said to me i, I do have something to say in the area of go and and there are some uh instances in the new testament some stories which i believe uh, have prophetic application right now. So 
often the Lord will speak to me of a, a New Testament or Old Testament story. And he took me to Paul and Silas in prison. And in that instance where things were shaken, things were shaken in order to facilitate an encounter with someone who needed Jesus. And so that really is my springboard into this whole this whole idea of letting people go. I think Christians, by and large, need to be empowered. Well, Christians do need to be empowered to go and to fulfill the Great Commission. And maybe some of our current structures and ways of doing church life isn't facilitating that. Yeah, well, that's really a challenge, isn't it? And do you, from your own involvement with church, let's just talk about the last 30 years, do you think there's been another method that the churches have championed that hasn't been allowing people to go? And what would that be? Well, obviously, church models, church leadership, church government is varied across denomination, movement, movement, local church to local church. But we have focused on the coming. I would say that the, the catch cry of the last 25 years or so has been a big focus. So we've had the emphasis on visionary leadership. And there's been language. I've been around long enough, yourself included, Tina, although I am older than you <laughs> by, some, by some distance. Um, but language like vision of the house didn't exist 30 years ago. Right, and I'm not saying there didn't need to be um, greater leadership in the church, but I think I think what has been at the expense of empowering individuals, and so the focus on the Sunday for the weekend service and raising up volunteers in order to make those services happen or to facilitate other church programs haven't been bad. But it's been at the expense of empowering individuals to fulfill God-given vision for themselves. And if it's been at odds, for example, say the vision of a local church, well, then we've been presented with a problem. Yeah, I really believe that the Lord wants to address systems and structures and methods that we have made sacrosanct that maybe aren't at all. Mm. I believe God wants to take the leash off his people in order to go and to see the Great Commission fulfilled. Well, that is crystal clear, Vicky, in terms of us talking about clarity. That was uh, a fabulous response to that and really, really clear to me. You've just raised a lot of are challenges that we really would have to work through as churches and church leaders one by one to move forward. Do you think, Vicky, because I mean, I do think this myself, but I'm just wondering where you're at. I think, but do you think that COVID and what we saw happen through COVID, because the church was very much on mission during COVID because they couldn't come to a church building, so to speak, has that, in your opinion, brought us to this new space of what you're saying? It's a part of the shaking. It was the, I believe it was the beginning of God positioning us for a new era. So 
Tina, you, you're very familiar with this vision I had, but I'm going to share it very quickly for anyone who hasn't seen it. And they can look it up on YouTube if they want to see the amplified version. But I had a vision of the Lord Jesus with a Rubik's Cube. And that was in 2017. And he would, it was the word, the Rubik's Cube. And then I noticed that he actually hadn't solved it. He'd messed it up. So he wasn't making it all uniform. He was messing it up. And then he wasn't even happy with that. He went, eh, eh, eh. So it wasn't even a cube anymore. And I was like, what, what, what have I just seen? And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me that it's the church. And it was a new wineskin coming. And to ask my people, are they willing to relinquish control? Now, I started to preach it, share it, different you know, conferences and, and with different church leaders. And when the impact of COVID lockdowns directly affected how we do church, the Lord said to me, the Rubik's Cube is in full swing. So I have no doubt that this is a part of, of the new era, like God was starting to shake us and, and to not just sound an alarm, but to, I believe, like enforce, to, to get us to, to reconsider, relook at our ways and, and, and really forced us to, to pivot. But I believe not, not temporarily because of mandates of man, but that we would recognize that women to be much more than a gathering. And I'm going to quote my friend, Prophet Gary Morgan here, that the church was never meant to be a gathering. It was meant to be ascending. And for those who are immediately thinking, oh, don't forsake the gathering of it. Not anti, not anti gathering, but when that is, that was never the end in itself. That, that was the means to, means to an end. That the, 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 the gathering, of the church, the mobilization, the fitting together and functioning that we would able to reach the world, preach the gospel, win people for Jesus. That's the point, reconciling people back to God. So yes, in answer to your question, I believe it's the start, the start of a, of a shaking to set the people free. And when I say the people, I mean the church, right? Yeah, that resonates with me. I'm like, yeah, that's what I feel in in my heart also. New in 2024 will be our evangelism membership, Share Jesus. You can go on the waitlist now to receive more information. Consider joining our community where you'll receive weekly content to help you reach your world for Jesus. Every week you'll receive key information and answers to help you share Jesus effectively. We'll cover the most important topics about sharing your faith, give you a place to connect with others and the opportunity to talk with me personally about reaching your world for Jesus. This is going to be a wonderful community. Join the waitlist now and get all the information before that's released. Go to evangelisminaustralia.com forward slash subscribe. So, Vicky, um, if you were thinking, like you speak to a lot of churches and church leaders, that's that's your job, you're an itinerant um, prophetic ministry, you talk to a lot of churches. If you had a couple of those in your mind right now, if you could put a couple of church leaders in your mind, what will be one or two big challenges, you know, for leaders that then hear this stirring from the Lord what, what is it going to mean for them? What's going to be the challenges for people? What are people going to have to overcome to be even embrace this and move into this new era? Well, I, I think as long as our metrics, our measure of success has been bums on seats, 
sorry to be so blunt when I'm not sorry. <laughs> but it's like our metrics have to change. Our measure of fruitfulness. So I know that there are certain metrics that, you know, churches have. And, you know, women to count the sheep. There's nothing wrong in that. That's responsible shepherding. Have to be responsible stewards of finances. I'm not anti-stats, anti-record keeping. But there, there needs to be a bigger, a, a bigger perspective and a recognition that every person, every Christian has a unique calling. I, 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 think, I think we have confused individualism with, and individuality. So individualism, right, so that, that is when the, the, the individual is, you know, that the, they're prioritised above the collective. And the spirit of, individu- of individualism is, well, it's all about me. And, and we know that's not, that's not the, the spirit of Jesus. However, we've become so corporate-minded, so focused on the vision of the house and Everyone then becomes a means to an end to fulfilling that vision. And if they don't fit, the square peg can't be fitted into the round hole or vice versa, then those people kind of aren't being mobilised, aren't being released. But individuality recognises that God has made everybody with a unique set of gifts, for a unique purpose to fulfill his vision. I would say that we have to grapple with this because it's like we're so afraid of people becoming independent, becoming flaky, becoming mavericks, that the pendulum has swung out so much the other way. And so can I use an example of the focus we've had on leadership? trying to make everyone a leader. If they're not a leader, then they've got to be a servant. So you're either a leader or you're serving leaders. Well, Romans 12, right, lists the motivational gifts, the gifts of the Father. And of those seven gifts, there's one that's a leader, another that's a server, but then there's another five. What troubles me is that if we're trying to make everyone a leader, those that are inherently leaders, they're going to shine. They're going to rise to the top of the, the food chain. They'll be the one that will be, you know, considered more gifted. When all the, oh, the lengths that the Apostle Paul went to, to, to describe the church as a body and that we're all different parts. And he talked about the unseemly parts that aren't even visible, that are important. I'd say we need to grapple with this. Can we open our eyes to see with the perspective of God to all these different individual unique gifts in people and rather than trying to mobilize people or harness them to fulfill one vision, can we start to ask the Lord, what is it that you have put in them? I felt the Lord say to me, we need to return to the intrinsic. What is it? that is intrinsically in these people. We, the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, are meant to draw out, develop, and release. And so that takes security. I think, you know, talk about the new wine skin in Ruby's Cube. 
part of I believe the whole COVID lockdown mayhem is to is to deal with our hearts. Deal with what's inside. We are the wineskin. And God is putting his finger right now on areas of immaturity, areas of insecurity, because that informs how we lead the church, how we minister. It comes out of the heart. So that's first and foremost. And I'm talking about, you know, like structures and methods, and but really it comes down to God wants us in church leadership. He wants us secure. He wants us mature and he, and he wants us to, to be able to, to, to see the big picture. God, show us your perspective and how are these people going to do the work of the ministry? So I could go on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tina, can I say, for people's consideration, for people's, I submit unto them. You know, the Apostle Paul again said, let the prophet speak and let the others judge. So the prophet speaking for their consideration. Yeah, because there is a lot to be considered. I mean, over the years, even the short years that I've followed Jesus, 30 plus years, you've seen different things restored to the church or you've seen the Holy Spirit break in and a new season or a new era has arrived and then we've got to get our heads around it. But one of the things that I feel that in this new era, Vicky, if we start to empower every believer, asking what is the vision that God's put in their heart for their neighbours, their friends, their communities, etc., I don't see church gatherings as getting larger. I'm potentially seeing people being discipled as they go through life. Have you given much thought to that? Because we've gone through a season where we've seen the mega churches. Uh, is it a shift back to a smaller smaller types of gathering? I'm just asking what your thoughts are. You know, I, I honestly I, I believe I believe it'll be a case of and not either or. Like there'll be so many different expressions and that there'll be no demonization. And so as someone who has been in quite large, I would say like apostolic hubs for probably the last, oh, gee, for almost the entirety of my ministry, it's like 30 years, um, the, can, the, the, the temptation has always been uh, a pride and a belief that because we're bigger, we must be doing it right. To discount at the best, but to demonize at the worst, alternate expressions, a la home group, home group church, like the home churches. I believe that in this new era, God is going to powerfully move through all sorts of expressions. And it's going to be revelatory, right? So we've, we've, been, in, we've been in this era that's very prone to models, church, like models. So we've got a lot of language, which reminds me of when I was at uni doing my, my master's in HR. Um, you know, we, we have a, lo a, a lot of terminology and methods that we have borrowed from, like, management theory and such. I believe it's going to be revelatory. It's going to be contextual. What do I mean by that? Rather than being able to reach for a model, it's going to be God is going to have the blueprint, the download for, for individual areas, individual contexts, individual churches, like spirit-led. God might want to make a church in that part of town. He might want a smaller gathering 
over here. He might he might want home churches. He, it, it could be things we haven't even considered. But it, we're going to know we're going to know them by their fruit, not by the size. And we really all have we have to be teachable. We need to be humble in this season to recognize that not one of us has it all and 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 to be and to be corrected by the lord cuz he's going to put his finger on 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 things that we've done he's going you know what i don't know where you lot got that from <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer thank you and that is a lot to think about um and i will say just in closing with with you today vicky gary rucci who also has very much a prophetic edge is currently in brisbane pastoring he was on our show and he talked about this and he called it meta church so not mega uh, but meta meaning many and i'll drop the links to that in the show notes so i've been talking today with vicky simpson you can connect with vicky at her website vickysimpson.com and i'll drop all that information into the show notes as well as some other episodes like that one with gary talking about meta church not mega church meaning many but definitely we are in a season and vicky is encouraging us today as individuals and churches to let the people of god go let loosen the control let them go and fulfill what god's put on their hearts um, so much to consider vicky thank you so much for your time today it has been extremely bringing clarity but also very challenging so thank you my pleasure Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Hey, don't forget to check out our free sample course on missionwithgod.com forward slash free sample. Hope it's a blessing to you. See you next week. Hey.